Welcome to the KRMG In-Depth Podcast. My name is Russell Mills. Don't want to sugarcoat the economic challenges facing Oklahoma and Tulsa in the coming months. But challenges usually present opportunities. In the eyes of some experts, Tulsa sits poised to take advantage of conditions which have been created by or sped along by the pandemic. Talking about business conditions. And I spoke with a man named Ari Rastegar. He's got a growing reputation in the world of real estate equity investments. He's helped modernize the industry and has written for or been profiled in several national publications, Forbes, Kiplinger, International Business Times. His company, Rastegar Property Company, based in Austin, Texas. Ari's bullish on Tulsa and its economic future. Here's our conversation. It was recorded on October 6th of 2020. with Ari Rastagar. Am I saying your name right, Ari? Yes, you are. Yay. I try to, I try to do that every chance I get. Uh, my understanding is you're in the real estate game, and uh, we were going to talk a little bit about some of the trends that you're seeing. And I, I talked just a couple of weeks ago with uh, the owner of JK Moving, which is the largest independently owned uh, moving company in the country. And he told me business is uh, booming. I'm guessing real estate may be experiencing a similar uh, opportunities, at least in some areas of the country. And uh, so I was curious to talk with you. Can you first start by giving us a little bit of your background? Where are you at? What do you do? Well, look, it's um, uh, look, my name is Ari Rastigar. I'm the founder and CEO of Rastigar Property Company. Uh, one of my very, very dear friends and mentors told me early on that if you ever say anything good about yourself, you have to say, if I do say so myself. So, if I do say so myself, uh, we built a pretty, uh, a pretty unbelievable business down in Austin, Texas, which is my hometown. Uh, we've invested in 38 cities, 12 states, seven asset classes successfully. Um, you know, our investors are public pension funds, family offices, and high, high net worth individuals. Uh, we have a keen focus on vintage wealthy family. Uh, we own our own uh, property management company, own PE. I'm the sole owner of the firm. Um, you know, we're well into the nine figures and, um, we're doing some really, really exciting things. We have, uh, six major development sites, one in Phoenix, um, one in Dallas on McKinney Avenue, uh, and several throughout Austin, a 200 acre parcel in Kyle, just South of Austin. We're building 660 homes and 300 multi-units. Um, we've been staying busy, so, uh, um, no having a lot of fun doing it and having a lot of fun doing it. So, um, you know, being invested in 38 cities across you know, seven different asset classes over the years gave us a, you know, very opportunistic look at, you know, um, just how the markets work. We played in the capital stack, uh, all different levels of the capital stack, co-GP, partnered, LP Capital, but now we're um, owner-operators and uh, kind of cut my teeth on Wall Street for many years and, um, you know, kind of looking at, you know, the Sun Belt cities uh, for our kind of, you know, next big round of acquisitions, Tulsa being one of the cities that we really love. Uh, for uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, obviously the jobs that are coming there, the growth that's there, um, you know, fair weather, fair weather climate, um, you know, and affordable housing, and so all all the reasons why you know people are kind of coming down to Texas. Austin's become a little bit more expensive than um, some of the other cities in Texas for you know for good reason, um, but you know I mostly got on this call because I love your city so much. Well, I like to hear that. Now we we have. Um... We, we we sort of arch an eyebrow when we look at Austin because they stole our our 
a truck factory from us. I'm, and I'm, te- I'm teasing you a little bit. I mean, it was a, it was a fierce yeah, competition. Look, it was, it was close. It was fierce. And by the way, fierce, fierce competition is, is what, is what you look for. If it was been a bit of lay down, it wouldn't have been, uh, wouldn't have been as compelling, but I think there's many, many other big contracts out there that you guys are going to win. And, uh, for all the right reasons, you know, so when you look, when you really dig into that RFP and you look at the tax incentives, you know, I think a lot of this turned on, you know, what a lot of the executives at Tesla really wanted to do. I think on the merits, you know, both cities were, you know, were very much, you know, in even favor. Um, but, you know, I'm a little bit biased, obviously, but, you know, the, the lakes and the hill country in Austin are pretty beautiful. And I think some of the executives were like, you know what, I think we want to hang out on the lake on the weekend. And I think some of the intangibles probably would push it over. <laughs> well, and I think that the the employee base, what's already there, that is already uh, trained and job ready, right. might have been right. uh, a tipping factor as well. That's right. That's right. No, that's right. And Elon spent a lot of time, you know, down in Austin. He's expressed pretty openly, and you know, a lot of the other big tech companies are there, as you know. You know, Amazon's largest acquisition today to Whole Foods, at thirteen point two billion, is headquartered and founded there. This little company you probably never heard of called Dell is, uh, you know, headquartered in Round Rock. We have Apple's hundred forty acres under development. Google's second largest office. Oracle's second largest office. Um, you know. Facebook's second largest office in downtown. And so I think when you look at the synergistic effects of those reasons, and obviously Google Fiber, one of the beta cases, you know, for a billion dollars in hardware back in 2013 uh, that came came to Austin, which allowed the kind of infrastructure to um, allow that growth, you know. And it's, um, you know, it's very sustainable. The jobs are there. We're getting about 156 people a day coming into Austin. And um, so much of, you know, the, these reasons are analogous to Tulsa and, um, you know, I'm very bullish on what y'all are going to do over the next 10 years. And we're actively looking for deals in Tulsa right now. So tell me why you're bullish on Tulsa. What is it that you're seeing that's, that's happening in this city that, that kind of tickles your, your, your radar a little bit? Well, it's the same reason. I mean, you see, you're seeing a lot of entrepreneurship there, a lot of technology companies, um, technology companies coming, more startups coming there. Um, we love the Sunbelt cities. You know, we're seeing, you know, I kind of was joking on Yahoo Finance the other day that, you know, California and New York are the land of the flea. And, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and the Midwest and Florida are the land of the free. <laughs> and so I think uh, there's just more opportunity, right? You get more bang from your buck. You know, you're, you know, as, an, as, as a business owner, your employees are getting a better standard of living, um, you know, in terms of, you know, what they can buy from a housing standpoint or from a rental standpoint, the value that they're getting. Um, and it's something that we have to, you know, be very, very conscious of. And um, it's safe from a lot of the, you know, natural disasters. And, you know, aside from a couple of tornadoes here or there that never really scared anybody, um, you know, it's just, uh, just a great place to be. And the people that are there are very passionate about it. Um, I see your live music scene is starting to really pick up. Great, great restaurants. And, um, you know, all the reasons why people want to be there. Yeah, and we've got a pretty pretty decent tradition of music. I know Austin does as you well. Do. Um, but I mean, we've got well, these we've... are now these are these are the reasons, right? These are very analogous cities, and I and that's why I I think that's why this discussion, you know, you know, certainly from my vantage point, made a lot of sense um, because of because of those reasons. So, are you thinking uh, this is near term growth we're looking at, long term? Yes. Both. 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 I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of growth uh, outside the urban core. 
Um, people are still a little scared of the urban core for the obvious reasons because of the proximity. Um, and that's why you're seeing your home prices start to surge around around the urban core and the suburban areas. You're going to see a big influx of uh, single-family home development. Um, obviously, you have a sprawled metroplex. You know, there's a lot of land, a lot of room to grow, which is great. Um, and um, I think short-term, you're going to see it. You're already watching the median home prices start to grow over the last two quarters. I'm sure you're tracking that stuff, and I think that's going nowhere but up. And uh, so I think in, in 10 years, you're going to wake up and see it of metropolis more so than a little city and uh, and i think you're right i'm seeing a lot of uh, growth trends and one thing that the city is doing is finally uh, completing the extension of the of the highway system uh, I saw that. going west and out of downtown area sort of north and then west and then back south and hooking up to i-44 should have happened should have happened five years ago should have happened 50 years ago frankly and yeah. they've been talking about it at least that long but well, they we share we share the same pain in austin right like we're we just passed a 7.5 billion dollar uh grant from TxDOT to expand the highways on i-35 which is the main thoroughfare obviously of austin that connects you know, San Antonio, Austin, and Dallas, it ends in Chicago. Um, so we feel the same pain, right? And um, I think that's something both our cities need to do a better job of public transportation. Um, I think that could be a big, big kicker of just really making sure that we, um, you know, we understand that component and being cognizant of, of affordable housing as a lot of this gentrification starts to happen. And also keeping an eye towards, you know, preserving some green spaces. Um, you've probably, have you been to Tulsa? Have you visited here before? I have many times, many, many, many times. Um, absolutely. And I love, I love the city. And, um, you know, obviously Austin's done a tremendous job of that. Um, you know, we have a, you know, we have a, a strong kind of left local government that has done a tremendous, tremendous job of preserving the green uh, to remove a 200 year old heritage tree would quite literally uh, call for a public hearing, you know, in Austin. So, um, you know, it's uh, they've done a great job of preserving that green. And I think you guys are going to do a great job of it as well. And I'm curious, the the pandemic has really shifted the paradigm for a lot of businesses and for their employees. They've figured out, you know, maybe we don't need to be renting all of this office space. Maybe our people can work from home. I disagree. I disagree. So, so tell you me know, about I, it. I, 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 I disagree. I mean, it's, um, I think, I mean, Jamie Dimon said it best the other day. He came out and said productivity has plummeted since people are working at home. Humans are, are tribal beings by nature. You know, the brainstorming, the collaboration, breaking bread together, having lunch. Um, you know, these are these intangibles that, look, in certain sectors, you're going to see an evolution. Um, you know, like if you're a coder at Google and you have no human interaction, yes, I see that definitely, you know, working from home or working from home partially. Coca-Cola really pioneered this home, for, you know, working from home thing, you know, 10 years ago, okay, and for certain types of jobs that, you know, didn't necessitate human interaction. Even the CEO of Zoom the other day said he was sick of Zoom calls. You know, <laughs> which was, you know, pretty interesting. You should look it up. You literally said that. And and so I think that you're we're at a correction period. I think some sectors are going to work from home, but as tribal beings, we need to interact. Certainly, industries that involve sales, marketing, anything in the service bit, uh, industry, uh, people need to be boots on the ground. And you know, yes, we're going to have some innovation and necessity is always. Um, the best way to find innovation, which is the pandemic is pushing us towards, which I love. But this has really just accelerated a lot of trends that are already in place. 
Um, you know, quick piece of trivia, one of the largest uh, um, tenants in the world or in, or in the United States, I mean, was a law offices throughout the 1980s and 1990s. And, as, and the reason for that was libraries. So you had, you know, you know, floors and floors and floors that law firms were taking. And then when everything was digitized and the libraries went online, you had these mass vacancies that, you know, the, the market said, oh, these will never fill. Nobody will ever fill these ever again. And lo and behold, you look 10, 15 years later, they all filled up. It's the same thing, right? So you're, you're going to find corrections. You're going to find some vacancies in office where they converted into multifamily, you know, no different than when Sears and some of the big boxes started to go bankrupt. You know, they converted them into self-storage. You know, you're going to just see innovation, right? But it's going to fill up. The work-from-home thing is dramatically, dramatically uh, exaggerated. Are some going to work from home? Yes. Um, but, you know, my my, my uh, cautious, you know, optimistic prediction, I definitely don't have a crystal ball by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not a market timer. Um, but, you know, over the coming years, I think people are dying to get back to work, especially when divorce rates and divorce filings are the highest they've ever been, you know, kids having to be at home. And there's just so much struggle that goes along with working from home. It's just simply unsustainable, in my opinion. Interesting. So I'm going to ask you about one thing that we've got going here, and, and you may not know anything about it, so feel free to take a take a pass. Uh, but uh, WPX, Williams... Um, Production and Exploration, a huge oil company that was local has now consolidated with Devon Energy is going to be moving to Oklahoma City. They just started a brand new 11-story office building uh, just north of downtown, um, which they say they're going to complete. As a real estate person, what are your thoughts on you know how hard or how easy it's going to be to find tenants for it now that we don't have that massive oil company going to be using up all Look. these offices? Look, look, here's the thing. You got under development. We have a ton of projects of development now. You're underwriting risk for several years in the future, right? So you can't, so you obviously have to pencil it today on what you know. Um, you know, banks are a little weary on office and hospitality and retail, as they should be, mostly because of the legacy investments and the legacy loans that are out on those assets from years and years ago and the forbearance that you know, tenants are looking for. But if we're looking at this on the three to four year in office building, I, I don't know the particulars of it, you know, but if it's extremely well located, um, you know, and, you know, the city obviously growing as such, you know, my inclination is that, you know, they'll, they'll certainly move forward, move forward with it. And look, it might take a little bit longer on their lease up, but they can stress test those things. And with a strong balance sheet, strong sponsor tra- track record, I think those would be just fine. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, speaking purely from, you know, without having all the details, everything should be looked at on a case by case basis. But again, I'm of the inclination that, you know, a lot of this stuff is uh, is exaggerated with, with that said, I'm not really investing in the office right now, other than the office building I'm buying to make my new global headquarters. Um, You know, but I'm a very, very, very conservative investor, but that's just me. Where's your new global headquarters also in Austin? That's in Austin. Yeah. It's about, you know, yeah, five minutes from my kids' elementary school, about uh, two minutes from my uh, current office, and about five minutes from my house, and about uh, ten minutes from the house that you know we're building. So it's uh, right right in the middle of Westlake Hills. Um, you know, very very convenient for us, where you know we can kind of can be close and be dad and still be be the CEO. So which is the most important thing to me. Absolutely. Well, I know that you're actually kind of busy trying to be a dad today. Uh, celebrating the, the the son. Uh, you said was it birthday? 
Yeah, it's my son Kingston's fifth birthday. Fifth birthday. And I'm sitting here, we're sitting in a chair, um, watching them jump in the pool, laugh and play, which makes uh, which warms my heart up. So they're having a great time. So after this call, I'm going to go dive first, uh, head first into the pool and go play with them. All right. Well, I'm not going to keep you away from that activity any longer. I, I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, right. No, no they, they, they know. This is all for them. I put, I put, our, I put their name on the wall and one day. Uh, one day this will be all for them if they, if they want. So, you know, all the work I do is for them and they know it. So it's all good. Good deal. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate your thoughts uh, very much. And and I do agree. I think Tulsa is about to enter a really nice phase of growth. I oh, hope, man. I hope it all works out. Oh, uh, y'all are going to crush it, man. It's going to be such a great city, great people, everything all around, great state and local government. I'm so bullish on your city. Great city. Love it. If I wasn't in Austin, I'd probably be there. All right. Well, if you, when you decide to open a branch office, you you think about us, okay? And you, you, uh, you know I will. And you if you do will. come to town, already, <laughs> get, you know, ping me. I'd love to meet you in person. Oh, I, I will. I absolutely will do that. Same for Austin. And uh, I'll be up there soon, um, definitely. And uh, I'll let you know. And if you ever want a sounding board, just want to chat, you know, and uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Even if we don't air it or whatever, no big deal. I'm always happy to just help you add value. Well, I appreciate that. And if you or uh, or uh, Javier, is it Javier? I forget who's, who set this up. But if you guys could shoot me a, a email with your phone number on it, I'll keep it in my Rolodex, and I'll send Actually, you. Actually, do that, Rob. Just reach out to Rob at Fish Tank. Okay, um, Rob, I'll have that's him right. Shoot you a note, and uh, yeah, Rob at Fish Tank, and he can get you my email and get you my get all get you all my info, and look forward to seeing you. Outstanding. Well, listen, you stay you safe out day, there. Rob. Give the boy a hug for me. Tell him happy birthday, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. God bless you, brother. Talk all to right, you later. thank Bye. you. Bye. been listening to KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm always looking for stories about the people, places, and politics of Oklahoma. I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG news team. The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen. 